You seem to have it all You seem to have control But deep within your soul You're losing it You never took the time Assume that you're to blame You think that you're insane Won't you spare me? I know the breakdown Everything is gonna shake now someday I know the breakdown Tell me again, am I awake now? Maybe you can find the reason that No one else is living this way Good evening, fuckers, and welcome back to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my indelible other half. v Good evening, Patriots. And uh, so uh, we're here tonight, and uh, tonight's episode is dubbed The Sum of All Fears, as uh, it should be, in accordance with everything that is going on right now within our fucking country. Yeah, there's a lot of fear out there. And, uh, we, uh, and, and not just the fear porn that's thrown out by the media, but now, now there's a lot of fear on the other side. Well, and that's what, uh, kind of what we were getting at with the title, but apparently I was the only one aware of that, but anywho, um, and then some of all fears obviously starts out with 
the uh, biggest of all, the biggest fear of all, which is uh, old Dr. Fauci there, uh, sucking a big old fat one for the rest of the country because he's about to fucking be in a whole lot of trouble. If you haven't been paying attention to the news lately, um, please do me a favor. Just take a second, sit back and watch any even now the liberals are coming after him. So, you know, it's bad when your own is starting to pick you apart. And he's been on three or four different talk shows over the past weekend where I saw him and liberals were just absolutely fucking, they're trying to protect him. They're doing their damnedest. The media is doing their damnedest, but now they're even starting to ask the honest questions as to, well, how did you screw this up so bad? Did he screw it up though? Really? Or was this his plan the whole time? Well, we'll get into that later, but uh, it gets better because even Trump came out this weekend. If you didn't, if you're not, you know, part of the rest of the news watching world, if you're not a part of the rest of the world that actually watches the news, or if you just come to us for the news, which is a real scary thought. But if you do come to us <laughs> for the news and uh, this is something that you wanted to know about, yes, Trump did have more or less a rally this weekend. If you call it a rally in North Carolina, he decided to go out and speak out against uh pretty much everything Biden's doing. And he really in, uh, in his little, but it was 49 minutes and 87 seconds long. About his average speech. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. It was way shorter than his average speech. His average speeches go on for hours. Um, this one was 49 minutes and 87 seconds long. And in this speech, he tore Biden a new one. He destroyed Fauci. He destroyed 90% of the liberal media. Oh, and by the way, Republicans, if you weren't aware, he fucked your world up too because he said you're a bunch of pussies because you're all taking this shit on the chin like you took Clinton's dick and pretty much every other fucking dick that's ever been in an office that was a liberal and not a Republican. Just throwing that out there. And didn't he say something about taking about the White House sooner than everyone expected? Uh, he did. Um, however, does that apply to anything? Well, Trump says a lot of stuff and everyone's like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. He's talking out his ass again. And yet everything in the past that he said has come true. It's being proven true day after day after day. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but that part is. Well, if everything holds true with what we're hearing from Maricopa County um, and uh, now Georgia's had two other counties come forward and they're recounting ballots. Um Hopefully ours is included in that because that shit needs to be recounted here. No, that doesn't. Because if anything, that's going to add support to Biden. We don't need that because this is a blue <laughs> county. We know that. Um, Not necessarily. There's two other counties, though, in Georgia, Fulton and uh, Gwinnett. Gwinnett now that are recounting ballots. And now that those two are recounting ballots, uh, they're doing a forensic audit. They're actually mirroring, mirroring what Fulton or uh, Maricopa County is doing. Um they're going to have a live feed to it the whole bit. They've already, they're those County selectmen and everybody has already voted on it. They said, yep, this is happening. This is going to be like sex with Kobe. It's going to happen. So now this is going on. Um, so in Georgia here, we're going to have an issue North Carolina, from what I understand, uh, even under their liberal governor, uh, they have a couple. They have a couple recounts going on right now. Don't forget about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has Pennsylvania went down to Maricopa County to see exactly correct. what they were doing, but they have yet to vote whether it's going to happen. 
North Carolina's voted just like Georgia has. You have two two counties, from what I understand, in North Carolina that are recounting votes. You have that have now been voted on and have has been approved. It's going to happen just like what's going on in Maricopa County. Pennsylvania is yet to vote. Their votes next week, I believe. I think it's Tuesday of it's next coming. week. But <clears throat> that's if that happens, that'll be four states that are recounting in the four battleground states that technically, according to the last polls, Trump lost. How? We're still not sure. Uh, what we now need is Wisconsin. Or. Or Michigan. Or. And New Hampshire. And we need at least three more. Because uh, remember, folks, if they can prove voter fraud and 66% of the vote, which that would be about 66%. Well, no, it'd be just shy. Be like 51.2%, I believe, or something like that, of the votes tallied. If they can prove that, that leads to an automatic countrywide recount. And that's uh, that's everything out, out the window at that point. But then our country, see, this is where the problem is. And this is what a lot of pol uh, political strategists and everything else have been trying to get to. Look, folks, we don't want that. Why don't we want that? I'm going to go ahead and explain it to you right now. The reason we don't want that is because then... If that comes to fruition, Nancy Pelosi is in charge of this country. Well, so hold on here. Because there was another very interesting theory that was presented to Trump, or pathway, I guess you'd call it. And I find it really interesting, as he did, because I told you this, Mick, some months ago now. You remember this one? When I said that Trump should run for the House, for a, a Florida congressional seat, become Speaker of the House, preside over Biden's getting ousted on the 25th or his impeachment. And then we know Camelotoe isn't actually eligible to be vice president, so he can oust her really quickly. And then, ta-da, Trump is president again. Yet. Someone presented that to him, and he actually was like, that's really interesting. That can't happen. Sure it can. Why no, not? No, it can't. Uh, first of all, the Republicans would have to be in charge of the House. Hey, Come 2022, stop. they would be. You hope. Come, yeah, come on. You hope. Stop. Stop right now. We've said that before in the past. We said, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. The Republicans are getting control of that now. And those pussies fucking backed off just like normal. Stop. Don't even. Because you know as well as I do, there's a very good chance that that will not happen. I don't believe that. I think that there is a very slim to none chance that the Democrats will retain control of the House. Right now, they're only up by what? Four or five seats? Uh, try lot. like, uh, no, they're, well, they're up, yeah, they're up five seats, I believe. Yeah, that's but, it. Yeah, but that means that we have to pull off a six and 11. No, no, that's impossible. That is next to, first of all, it's next to impossible because everybody that's in the House is a fucking politician. That is the, El numero uno biggest problem. Okay. You just, wow. you have that problem. That's an issue. Uh, second part, how many, what you have to do is the math between how many Republican seats are up for reelection in 2022, how many liberal seats are up for reelection in 2022. And then you have to figure out in that guys, how many do we stand to lose? How many do we stand to gain? Okay. Because there's certain blue states. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not going to run as on a red ticket and become a red 
you're not going to turn a fucking county red or a a, a fucking blue you, diehard sure? blue location. Because McAllen, Texas, just went red. They just uh, voted in a Republican mayor, and while Texas in itself is a red state, McAllen is 85% Hispanic and they have been a blue city for a very long time and they just voted in a Republican mayor. So no, because they don't do that when it comes to the house congressional seats. It's not something done in 2022. And it, it, the well, only, then you better keep checking the, between the your only, legs because that's where it's coming way, from. The only way we wouldn't is if they cheat again. But I think that all of the, new voter laws that have been enacted that, you know, the Hill is calling super suppressive voter laws and they're shitting on Joe Manchin because he is actually going to vote against the quote unquote for the people act HR one that the voter law. Um, he's also voting against the filibuster about getting rid of the filibuster. Basically Manchin is standing in the way of the Democrats doing everything they want. So um, the only thing we've got going, wave 2022. The only thing that we've really got going for us right now is, for instance, in states like California, and that's where we lead off tonight, is in old good old California, because God bless California and those retards, um, because their draconian laws and everything else they put in place. And I know Gavin Newsom's trying right now, like hell, to reopen the state and making a big deal about June the 15th and how June the 15th, California is reopening for business. Um, there was a story that was just re released, uh, and this was uh, June 3rd, uh, it came out. And they said that uh, in the numbers that they've been watching, there has been a mass exodus from California to other states that have better taxes, better everything, better fucking living, period. Just not as much stupid rules and uh, of all ages and in incomes are leaving to go to more tax-friendly climates. Go figure. Because 90% of the money that you spend in taxes in California does not go to back into your government or support you in any way, shape, or form. Um, the Internal Revenue Service just recently released its last, uh, its latest taxpayer migration figures for the years 2018, 2019, and they reflect a whole butt ton of Republic or Californians up in jet in California. Well, hopefully they are Republicans because the last thing we want to see is a whole bunch of fucking libtards from California moving to red states and turning them blue. Because they leave California because they're pissed about the laws that they themselves have voted in. The taxes and the the idiot governor and all of that. They're the ones that put that into place in the first place. So now they're going to move to Texas and Arizona and other states that are they're going to make just as bad. Because they can't seem to grasp that it's their ideology, their ideology and their stupidity that put them in that hole in the first place. Well, the biggest part, the bigger part about this is when it took place. And the worst part is that it took place, um, after a census that had already been conducted, no, which census I, was 2020 it was before the census okay, was conducted. Would you please stop? All right. The point is, is that the, it started after a census was conducted, which sucks because that could have changed everything in the house races, in everything in the Senate races. And, uh, really not in the Senate race, but in the House races, it could have changed everything. But 
the biggest problem is, you know, the minus income filers in California shed a net worth of 166, 165,355 tax filers and dependents between two tax years, representing a loss of $8.8 billion in a and adjusted net growth. Despite the annual losses, the Golden State still is the nation's most populous state and benefits from a diversified income uh, or economy that attracts high earners and more likely to afford has, has to become the nation's most expensive cities to live in. So really what this is all saying, and this is the worst part, because it, had this happened, maybe post the census, there would have been a hell of a lot, but it also adds credence to what I was saying before about the census and how we got fucked in the census, because I honestly believe we got fucked in the census. Well, actually, I was just going to ask you that, because didn't you just say that data was from 2018, 2019? Correct. That's, that's what it says. On the IRS side, not on so, the populist exactly. side. So the IRS data from 2018, 2019. Said that, that people were leaving. It didn't mean yeah. that people, you, you're not, you're missing the point. Okay. One more time. You have an average income and outgo of everybody in a state. It happens all the time. Okay. California just happens to be one of those states where you had a massive incoming and you had a net outgoing. And if you have that at a certain point of time of the year, it doesn't get recorded till after the census. So for instance, this stuff that's going on right now is now affecting California at a massive, massive amount. Because they're losing $8.8 billion is what they're estimating. So well, it could be worse. I just wonder how that 2018, 2019 data matches up to the census data. Does the IRS show that more people left California than what the census showed? Well, that adds weight and credence to what I said before that, about my argument about how we got fucked in the, exactly. the census, it's, because I still believe we got fucked in the census. I still believe that there are states out there that lost a lot more people than what they claim to really have lost and which means in the long run, we had more gains. We should have had more gains in the house than what we did originally have. So Texas should have picked up more seats where it was a red state. So therefore they, according to all their numbers, they lost more states, which or lost no, more. They, they lost seats no, where they Texas gained. Didn't lose seats. They didn't lose seats, but they only gained a couple of seats instead of and the four should, seats yeah, they should have gained, gained two, and they should have yeah. gained four. Um, that's that's where my issue with the census numbers lie, and I think that's honestly what the end, end state is. And I think uh, the liberals were a little bit ahead of us on the census shit, and they sh we should have known. We should have gone with it. We should have said, "Hey, census numbers are census numbers. We got to go with it." We didn't, and we were being stupid about it, but. You're going to have that, I guess, on those big jobs. Apparently, everybody knows you're going to have that in those big jobs. But that moves us forward down the line to the to the sum of all fears, which is the one that the liberals have been most scared about, which is COVID. Well, Fauci, from what I understand, has been told to lawyer up. Um, hold on one second, because I'm going to do this one this time without any. And now, a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. So, this dumbass, yes, he has been to told the lawyer up for a very good reason. So, I asked, going to jail. I asked this question a couple days ago, uh, VLAN, because uh, I got some information from somebody else, and then it was reconfirmed by a couple other people who actually report the news. Um, the big one was, 
is this just all smoke and mirrors or do you believe that there is an actual criminal investigation going on right now behind the scenes of something or someone within the government concerning COVID? And she asked, well, however, do you meet? And I said, well, isn't it crazy that now we have, not only do we have proof that Fauci was funding the, um, Wuhan lab. Well, not gain of function, gain of function research. Uh, But now we can prove it and they have checks. They can find the checks. They can see the checks being signed. And he was in front of Congress, not more than four weeks ago. And he said in front of Congress to Rand Paul, he said, um, Hey, uh, no, we've never funded, nor will we ever fund any sort of type of research. Um, And I, I just find it odd how like, didn't Trump get ousted or didn't he get um, uh, impeached impeached based off of lying to Congress or one of the quote unquote things was lying to Congress? Hmm. Didn't he? I mean, I could have sworn that was one of the charges in one of the impeachment trials. Yeah, but it's rules for thee and not for me. You know? Yeah, and it's just odd that he got impeached for that, yet Fauci still has a job and he's still getting paid. He's the highest earner in the federal government. He makes more than the president. And apparently Joe Biden has ultimate confidence in him. Um, Yeah. He has ultimate confidence that he can go to jail. I mean, that's probably where his confidence lies. Well, hopefully he'll be in a, an international prison for crimes against humanity. Well, anyway, um, there's a great story that came out uh, by Michael Ginsburg. Um, He's a general assignment and under national security, Now, understand, and this is in the, uh, I want to say this was the Post, I believe. I believe it was the Post. I'm not really sure, honestly. Um, But Michael Ginsburg, wherever he reports from. Either way, um, the crazy part about this story is that where the story came from, because the story actually did not come from actual reporters. Well, I I don't know now, because can can Vanity Fair be considered an actual article like a an actual like news journalism yes site. well if cnn can be considered a news journalism show then I, or you know station i don't see why vanity fair can't be okay well then in that case that's where this story originates is from vanity fair vanity fair did a piece uh, last week um and it was on uh the wuhan lab and where the all this shit came from. And they went into funding. They went into all sorts of different shit. One of the big things they went into was Christopher Park. And Christopher Park, um, he is uh, he was somebody who was amongst those who believed in the COVID Wuhan lab leak theory. And he was shot down and shunned and shit on by everybody in his career field. Um, As he put it, he didn't want to open Pandora's box for the U.S. funding gain-of-function research, according to Thursday's Vanity Fair report. He didn't want to do it, but he did indirectly do it. Um, He he found out that it was being indirectly funded um, through a nonprofit group called Echo Health Alliance. And we've already talked about Echo Health Alliance. And we know that uh, V-Lens boy, what's his name? Peter Daszak. Yeah, his dick beaters all, all over right. the shit. Oh, he is literally everywhere. Anyway, um, Department of Health and Human Services Review Board could re- uh, had a grant and they could have rejected it, 
because the sub agency awarded the grants but did not alert it to the review board, which I don't really understand why it wasn't alerted. Apparently, and this is what I heard about that, was that Fauci went to some low-level staffer there and basically forced him to sign off on it based on Fauci's position. Well, there's another thing in here. Park, the director of the State Department's biological policy staff and the Bureau of International Security and Non-Prolification reportedly told employees not to say anything publicly in reference to the funding, an individual who attended the meeting where this order reportedly, where this order reportedly told Vanity Fair. The in- individual reportedly describes his comments as so nakedly against the transparency as to be shocking and disturbing. Ooh, shocking. And disturbing. And shocks the conscience. Shocks the conscience. Mm, wonder if this is what they were trying to cover up for. Anyway, Park's comments said that it smelled like a cover-up, according to Thomas Diano, uh, former acting assistant secretary of State Department's Bureau of Arms Control Verification and Compliance. Park had pushed the U.S. to resume funding of gain-of-function research in 2017. And this is all according to Vanity Fair. Now, mind you, Vanity Fair is who? They're like... Entertainment Weekly. Okay. And yet they're doing real reporting here. Well. This isn't coming from like CNN, CBS, NBC. The whole world has turned upside down. Yeah, so, I know. you know what? Real reporting coming out of Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Nothing shocks me. Anymore. So apparently EcoHealth Alliance distributed 600000 in U.S. taxpayer dollars to the Wuhan lab between 2014 and 2019 for the purposes of studying bat-based coronaviruses. So actually, I have an update to that because Judicial Watch just announced that it it obtained 280 more pages of documents from the Department of Health and Human Services, revealing that from 2014 to 2019, $826,277 was given to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for bat coronavirus coronavirus research by the NIAID headed by Dr. Fauci. Well, so, if you had let me continue, I was getting there, but okay. you decided to jump, jump on in. me. On yes, there absolutely. Because you're a complete. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Hey, you know, we work together so, here. Um, Eco health. They, they've tracked all this money. They know where the money went. This is how they know. Uh, and then uh, of course, this is all headed up by Dr. Anthony Fauci, which is why he's been told to, Hey, you might want to go get a lawyer. Um, and it was really funny because they went on to say, if you ban gain of function research, you ban all of virology and NAIH official reported reportedly said ever since the uh, moratorium, everyone's gone wink, wink, and just gone ahead. And, uh, I grabbed two pages at once, so I can't read the other one. (laughs) That sucks. I hate when that happens. Um, you can't, Everybody's gone wink, wink, and just gone a, gone of function gain of function research anyway. So this was related to Congress. So Congress is already investigating this. So that's even worse for Fauci because this means now we're going down the road of federal charges. Um, the WIV also received five hundred uh, five hundred fifty nine thousand dollars from the United States Agency for International Development, according to the same report which is even worse because that's a completely different and separate part of the government. Uh, Park was not only the government official to oppose pursuing the lab leak hypothesis. However, Diano told Vanity Fair that an intelligence analyst struggled to find a report written by officials working in the Department of Energy lab. Diano told the outlet that he viewed the report as being intentionally buried in classified collection systems 
Act. Department of Energy officials then attempted to block the State Department's officials from meeting with reporters, reports, authors, and Diano alleged. Um, so th this is really bad. Basically, this is what a cover-up is. Um, and the worst part is the Chinese Liberation Army involvement in classified virus research as intrinsically problematic since the U.S. Army has deeply involved in virus research in the United States for many years, according to what Diano said or claimed that why Chinese military was involved. Um, and Joe Biden's done nothing about this. The only thing Joe Biden's done is allow this con to continue. And what's worse is people still have their jobs when other people have been fired for the same thing. And it gets, it does get even Not worse. Not only do people still have their jobs, but we are still funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That funding hasn't ceased yet. Well, not only that, you have the former CDC director um, who brought up the fact that it was a Wuhan lab leak um, who is now getting death threats. Yeah. Uh, and this is interesting in and out of itself. Former U.S. Centers for Disease Control Prevention Director uh, Robert Redfield says he's received death threats from fellow scientists saying he suspected that the CCP, the virus originated in the Wuhan lab. Ever since then, he's been saying it since the get-go. Since Trump said it is when he's been saying it. And he's received death threats via mail. He's received death threats over his phone. And these are from nerd scientists. I mean, wow, the ball's on this guy, huh? Where'd the balls come from these guys? I mean, all of a sudden, these nerds, all of a sudden, oh, I'll act out. Is, oh. he, is he sure they're from nerd scientists? Uh, he knows who they are. So, I mean, yeah, I would say so. Hmm. I mean... I mean, I, I guess if there's one person I'd be concerned about dying from, I guess it would be a, a doctor because they can really make that shit disappear. I mean, because they can give you some shit that'll just kill you and you'll never even know. Shit, maybe they'll I just mean, give him the vaccine and then a booster. Down he goes. Well, maybe he's already got it. Mm. Third shot, you're out. Well, maybe he's not going to get the booster. Maybe he's listened to me and he said, I'm not going to get the booster. Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. But the scientist who actually bombed Fauci, who started all this shit, um, <laughs> and uh, the guy that like started like everything, Christian Anderson, who's a virologist from California, he has now like taken his t Twitter offline, and he was the one that kind of uh, busted Fauci out, saying, "Hey, look, we're pretty sure this came from a lab, you dumbass." And anyway, apparently he's getting a ton of hate mail too and death threats and everything else. And uh, it's all coming from obviously liberal sources and not from anybody else. But he's now saying, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to take my Twitter down. He did. His Twitter's offline. You can't find his Twitter anymore. So if you go look for this Christian Anderson fella, you're not going to find him. He's not on Twitter anymore. But over the weekend... He deleted thousands of tweets um, from his account, um, and he conducted a social media platform um, removal. A he, spokesman from he Twitter. purged himself. Yeah, he basically purged himself. Uh, deactivated by the user. No action was taken on Twitter's part. Of course, they're trying to cover their ass right now because they're in the middle of another shit storm because they've decided to just delete people's tweets all over the fucking place. Well, yeah, and then there was the um, the the I can. 
Health Alliance that said on Twitter that they were that they had gotten another 3000 of Fauci's emails through another FOIA request, 3000 different emails and they released that they were they put out on Twitter that they were going to release those and Twitter took them down. Well, go figure. I mean, we're pretty sure what was in that message exchange between Facebook and uh, what's his name? Zuckerberg and Fauci, you know, we're pretty sure that that was the same shit, but it's still going on. I mean, the fact that all of this shit is going on and this is where the criminal part comes up. This is what I was talking about. The criminal side of this, because quite honestly, when you get into this shit, you start pulling this shit apart. You start really looking at it. Uh, I mean, how is there not a criminal investigation right now? Maybe. Okay. You can start out with the most basic crime too. And the most simplest crime to prove is that Fauci lied to Congress. Yep. So, well, how do you prove that? Well, you've got video of it. Yeah. You, you, we have video testimony that he stood in front of Congress and said that he did not fund fucking gain of function, gain of function research. research. And yet we now, we now have proof that not only did he fund it, but he was aware of what they were funding. So, now that that's going, how is he not being charged with a crime yet? Where is the FBI? Oh, they're still investigating January 6th. Oh, oh that's that's right. Oh, no, wait. They stopped that for a minute. Um, they're investigating potential nooses at an Amazon distribution site. Oh, but it turned out that they were just flagpoles, flags for Memorial Day. Oh. Yeah. Well, you see, but you see where this, there's a problem here. There's an obvious hypocritical view of what is actually going on in this country. And this is why, again, I go back to the robot clause because this has got to be, I do not understand why the American people are not up in arms over this other than it's not being reported in the mainstream media. I mean, I have seen very little of a criminal investigation or I've, I've seen very, even on Fox news, I've seen very little cause calls for a criminal investigation of Dr. Fauci. I've heard people talk about it, stipulate about it. Possibly. Didn't, didn't Hannity come out and say, uh, Fauci lied, 500 million people died. Well, yeah, but I mean, or millions died, whatever. That's one person, even fucking, uh, Dan Bongino in his new show, uh, uh, unfiltered on Saturdays. Uh, he came out and said the same shit. He said basically the same thing. He said, look, Fauci's a liar. We all know that. And I think that is, again, we're back to square one where everybody's saying the same thing, that um, we're all mind numb to the fact that Fauci's been lying to us the whole time because we've all known that. It's the same reaction you had, the same reaction we had in the last podcast where we sat there and told people- We already knew this. We already knew this. Yeah. But- the outrage should be more than abundant now because now we have fact. Now we have proof. Now we have fact that Fauci got emails saying that hydroxychloroquine worked and he turned around and said, the answer is no. Now, why would he not push hydroxychloroquine when he knows it worked? In fact, he had said in a previous study that it it was like a miracle drug against SARS-CoV-1, which is almost identical to SARS-CoV-2 in so many respects. It's what, like 95% the same, SARS-CoV-1 and SARS-CoV-2? And yet he said hydroxychloroquine works against SARS-CoV-1, but it didn't work against SARS-CoV-2? 
yet why we're, we're at SARS COVID nineteen. No, uh, this is called SARS CoV two. They call it COVID nineteen, but it's SARS CoV two. Yeah, I got you. So, but my question is why? Why would he squash hydroxychloroquine? Well, fuck all that. No, no, it's no, not, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. Listen. Oh no, this is a fuck all that because it gets better. Because you're completely fucking my segue here. My segue actually goes into who did know that all this was bullshit? Who knew? Who did know that fucking Fauci was full of shit? Trump. Who did know that Fauci and all of his bullshit was going to burn himself in the long run? Trump. Bingo. That's the one motherfucker that always knew from the get-go. Well, he was the one pushing hydroxychloroquine. He was the one saying this stuff actually works. A matter of fact, Trump came out in uh, in an article that was released just two days ago, June 5th, uh, and uh, he said that Trump wanted to publicly grill Fauci on the Wuhan lab funding and the bill for the China pandemic. Oh, and the fact that he knew he was lying. There is a ton of shit that Trump knew. Once again, Trump is being proven right because Trump knew that Fauci was full of shit. Now, what better thing to do if you want to fuck someone over than to grab them up by their fucking balls, hold them high up in the air, cover them in honey so that the bees all come to fucking sting. There's nothing better in the world to do than what... what fucking Trump was doing. Trump again, showing his genius, what people did not realize about Trump. Trump was a politician. He was. And I have to say though, I, I have small issue with that because I mean, I get it. If Trump had fired Fauci, then he would have turned Fauci into a martyr and half the country would have believed him and half the country wouldn't have great. That's all great and fine. We'd still be in the same position we we were in now, except that, Trump could have put someone in Fauci's place that would have actually accepted hydroxychloroquine, let the American people actually take it, and we potentially could have saved, what, three or 400,000 lives in the United States alone? Well, what Trump could have done, in retrospect, looking backwards, he could have said, no, don't take hydroxychloroquine, it's bad for you. Yeah, and then everyone would have taken it. And then everybody would have taken it. Absolutely. Everybody would have jumped on the hydroxychloroquine bandwagon. Yep. It's what I've been saying from the get-go is that Trump needed to play reverse psychology with these fuckers because they're fucking retarded. Yep. But Trump didn't, and he tried to tell everybody the truth, and nobody listened to him when he was telling them the truth. Look, hydroxychloroquine is going to win, going to work. He took it, for Christ's sake. He took ivermectin too. Ivermectin works. Ivermectin's a fucking wonder drug for this too. And Fauci got another email from a guy who was basically like, we're developing this new drug that includes ivermectin and it's showing great success in COVID patients. And Fauci said, no. But he went on, uh, he was told not only by two advisors, but he had a bunch of different advisors and one of them, which I found really interesting and the revelation, uh, set to embarrass the intelligence community was brought about by the intelligence community to Trump. No offense, babe, but the intelligence community embarrasses themselves on a, on the regular. Uh, you're not embarrassing me who sought advice on whether the virus was a zoonotic uh, derived from bats uh, or zoonotic. could zoonotic, whatever derived from bats or could have been a laboratory origin and very scientists who spent 15 years working closely in the Wuhan Wuhan Institute of Virology, including the Eco Health Alliance with Peter Daszak's uh, group, 
and University of North Carolina, Ralph Barrick, who's another individual, a name I want you to remember too. Yes, Ralph, Ralph Barrick is a big name. all over this shit. He's got his dick beaters all over this shit too. But the Office of Director of National Intelligence later published a statement saying COVID-19 was not man-made. It could not have been generically manipulated, which is interesting because that came from his own intelligence department, yet he had other intelligence people telling him, no, that's not really the case. And I look at it this way. This goes back to, um, and I, I know you don't know anything about this, but for instance, Pearl, Pearl Harbor. And the reason I, I remember this is because I just happened to watch the movie Midway today. And if you remember what took place at Pearl and what a, uh, there was a, an intelligence official in Pearl who was telling the Admiral in Pearl, Hey, look, uh, we have to be more aware. This was prior, obviously, to December 6th, December 7th, 1941. This was pre that. So this was like December 1st, December 2nd. He's like, look, we have got to be really on our game here. We've got an attack coming. I don't know where it's coming from, but I know we have an attack coming. You got to do something with the ships in the harbor. You need to get them the fuck out of here, blah, 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 blah. The Admiral said, well, Washington disagrees with you. Washington says that nothing's going to happen. You're deluded. And what happened December 6th, December, or December, yeah, December 6th or December 7th, 1941, December 7th, 1941, boom, we get bombed. Pearl goes up in flames. We lose almost all of our battleships that we had for World War II. Um, again, a, an intelligence official on the ground who knew better trying to warn an admiral, like, look, dude, and trying to save your job. That guy actually went on to work for Admiral Nimitz. And Admiral Nimitz used all of his intelligence because he was the guy on the ground. He ignored everything Washington told him and instead did everything this other guy told him. So and it worked like a champ. Even during World War II, they all knew that Washington was full of shit. Yeah, for the most part. But I mean, now it brings us to today. We still haven't learned anything. Well, hold on. I want, I want to do a quick uh, little tangent intervention there because it's interesting you bring up World War II. What was yesterday? Well, yesterday was uh, D-Day. The anniversary of D-Day. Anniversary of D-Day. Yeah. Yeah. And if you remember, uh, Joe Dumbass. Oh, he completely blew it off. Hold on. Well, he did a whole big part of his campaign on the fact that Trump hated the soldiers and he called them stupid at a D-Day memorial and this, that, and the other. And yet yesterday on D-Day, Joe said absolutely nothing not a thing. Not a thing nope. about D-Day, about the soldiers that were lost, about their heroism, about how they saved our country. None of that. Not a damn thing. Not a word. And yet, he could go on Twitter today and say how amazing transgender people are. Because that's more important than our soldiers that we lost in World War II. And Joe was in, he was fucking, he was alive during World War II. Shit, he was probably alive during World War I. Well, shit, I think he was alive during the revolution, according to him, because he spent 120 years in Congress. Exactly. So, I mean, he had to be alive he during the revolution. He had to have been alive then. So, you know, that's just, that's even more shameful. Well, neither here nor there, because you just completely took us off the story. But my point is, is that here we are again. We haven't learned anything. And, uh, but I got to give it to the Trump because Trump was doing nothing but feeding Joe or Fauci rope. He was like, here, here's some more rope. Take it. Take it, because when we hang you, this is going to be fucking fun. And it was getting close. The problem with Trump was it was an election year. And 
I also understand that too. And I put, uh, I do realize what Trump was trying to do. He was trying to get what every first term president wants is the second term. I get it. Um, could he, could he burn Fauci now? Absolutely. Is he burning Fauci now? Yep. Sure is. Because he is, he went out Thursday or, um, I'm not sorry, not Thursday, but, uh, he went out Saturday night and he went after Biden. He tore Biden apart. He tore Fauci apart. Saturday, he basically had a rally without having a rally. Yeah, he was, was at the North Carolina GOP convention. Yeah. He had a rally without having a rally. Uh, matter of fact, they ended up calling it all over the news a, a Trump rally, which I think is fucking hysterical because it actually wasn't a Trump rally. Well, wherever Trump shows up, it's a Trump rally. At this point, Trump can you know walk down the street and cars line up to see him. It, it's a Trump rally. So he had a rally in North Carolina on Saturday night and uh, he spoke, he didn't speak for all that long either. I mean, he spoke for 40, 49 minutes, like I said before, and he, he was on the stage. He was off the stage. Boom, done. But he hammered some shit home. He hit hard at Biden and Biden's lack of a border policy. Um, he hit hard at what's going on right now with Wuhan and the China virus and everything else. He hit hard at Fauci. He hit hard at, um, the Republicans, he went after the Republican essentially base and saying, look, y'all are a bunch of spineless bastards that followed people like Paul Ryan and all these other people. Yeah. And you refuse to stand up for anybody. And now you're being called to the carpet for shit that you, you should legitimately be in trouble for. And you ain't done dick. Because once again, it's not about Democrat versus Republican. It's about us versus them. So the fact that, um, and nobody and everybody other than Trump, Trump's the only one who came out and actually brought this one up, which I thought was really funny. And, uh, he brought this up. I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. Retweet tweet. I don't know how you retweet tweet something. Somebody said that was not originally on Twitter. So it'd be a, I guess it would be an original tweet, but like a, whatever, a retweet of that tweet. Or I don't know. Anyway. Whatever Twatter said, um, somebody else came out and said that Trump said that he knew of an early vaccine that was done for COVID-19 in December, by December 31st, 2019. It was done by the Chinese. Really? How many people want to fucking bet that happens to be the same vaccine that we have now? Well, since we said in our COVAX story episode that the vaccine came well before the virus, that would be why Fauci pushed down hydroxychloroquine yep. and ivermectin because yep. the only way that they can gain emergency approval for a vaccine through the FDA is if there are no, there's no other, other drugs treatments, working. no other yep. treatments available. And why is that though? Ultimately, why is that? Why is it that they can say that? That no, they can no, only no, give no, an emergency no. use that way? Why is it saying that um, the uh, the other drugs aren't working because what does that ultimately do? What did we say originally about hydroxychloroquine? There's no what? There's no money. There's no money There's in hydroxychloroquine. No none. No. Because no, literally big, big we pharma can get- is making money hand over fist right now. Yep. And hydroxychloroquine was available for a dollar twenty five a pill. Yep. 
And now we and have ivermectin the- is a freaking they I mean vets use that all the time. That's actually a dewormer. That's also readily available. Well, we also have the uh I, I have sitting in front of me right now the National Commission on Origins and Costs of COVID-19, which is an executive order that was passed down by Trump before he left office that uh, old uh, Joe has yet to remove. And anyway, it's the establishment of the National Commission on the Origins and Costs of COVID-19 Commission, hereby established, and uh, it's chaired by Senator Thomas B. Cotton, <laughs> of all people. I do like Tom Cotton. Uh, uh, the commission will be, uh, it'll have at least three scientists with expertise in virology and infectious diseases and two, two economists with, with expertise in, uh, estimating the micro, micro economic costs of the extagious, uh, exgenuous shocks of COVID-19, including the costs associated with loss of life and one or more individuals with expertise in geopolitics poli- and military strategy for the Repu- People's Republic of China and one or more individuals of any other area determined be pre- determined by the president to be relevant in, in the commission and fulfilling the duties. Now, none of these seats have been filled and this commission hasn't really gone anywhere. Be- Can I nominate Dr. Judy... Mikovich as one of the virologists because she's pretty kick-ass. Well, she's probably pro anti-vax and she's probably pro anti-COVID to begin with. So um, she wasn't so much anti-COVID, but she does say that the shot's going to kill fifty million people. Well, the uh, the thing about the rules for this, which I found very interesting, except for the last part. Uh, well, actually, the last part is the most interesting part, which is the general provisions. Nothing in this order shall be constructed to impair or otherwise affect. Okay. That's the first part of it, which is a very generic legal term, Uh which means nothing will stop this commission from doing their job. Essentially. Um, If you try to stop this commission from doing its job, you'll basically be held in contempt. You'll go to jail, that type of thing, get, go to court. It'll be ugly. Except for lack of motivation. Well, they have the authority granted by law of the executive department or agency ahead thereof, the functions of the director of the office of management and budget relating to the budgetary administrative and legal legislative act proposals, this order order, which means, so let me, under, let me make sure you all understand that one line real quick, which is really important. The order shall be, uh, the, the functions of the director of office management and budget relating to budgetary administrative or legislative proposals. What that means is they have a legal obligation a to do it. B they also have the legal obligation to hold people to the letter of the law and say, Hey, look, you done fucked up. You're going to jail. So Fauci could go to jail under this commission with Tom Cotton heading it up. Well, he no, no, no. He it's not that he could. He would. Well, he better. They better get their ass in gear on that one then. Well, the problem is, is that Joe Biden's got to enact that to make sure that that happens. And the problem is, he he has to call it. If he doesn't call it, then we're fucked. And that's where the problem is, is that Joe Biden's got to call for it. And Joe Biden's not going to call for it. No, of course not. No, because he's a puppet of China. So again, this has to start and in the China House. China used which our means, taxpayer dollars to... Again, this has to start in the House, which means that's for Senate. That means no. That there's no House oversight on that. That's a Senate proposal. That's an executive order. It would start, 
Because who holds the legal authority to put people in jail? The, the Senate. Senate does. Yeah. House doesn't. No, they hold the purse strings. That's it. Exactly. However, the House, on the other hand, now, if Joe Biden does it, we need to get enough Republicans in the House that have a nut to stand up and say, nope, we're going to start our own shit. Boom. Watch this. Hold my beer. I can only think of two Congress people in the House that have any kind of cojones and- Marjorie Taylor Greene wears hers on her chest and Matt Gates hides his in 17 year old girls. So, well, that eliminates both of them because <laughs> one of them's fucking crazy. And the other one is a convicted or is he's about not to, convicted. Well, he's not yet, but he's accused pedophile. Well, and you can accuse anybody of anything these days. Well, because the court of a public opinion apparently is stronger than Trump's everything else. Correct. Correct. It does. Yep. And we've been saying that for a hot minute, too. I know. it. So that leads us to our next story, which is old uh, Camel Toe. She's on her first overseas trip. Well, hold on. On her first overseas trip, this bitch handed out sugar cookies. Personally, handed out sugar oh, cookies. Oh, stop, 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 stop. This bitch, first of all, she couldn't even get off the ground on her first overseas trip. Let's just talk about her first overseas trip. Air Force Two had to come back to the hangar because it had mechanical problems. Since when does Air Force Two come down with mechanical problems? You would think that Air Force One and Air Force Two have the most stringent maintenance of any planes on the planet. One would think. So how does Air Force Two have mechanical problems? They do. They have them. So she had it, apparently. Apparently. And uh, her trip became a trip, trip, trip as I like to call it, because it was like she tripped going up the stairs. Into like the Biden plane. going up the stairs. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Trip, trip, trip. So, and she was supposed to be going to Guatemala and her plane got rerouted back to <laughs> Joint Base Andrews to get fixed because they had mechanical issues. I don't know what the mechanical issues were. I don't think anybody else does it anyway. Uh, either way. Um, but it's really funny because if you watch this dumb bitch walk up the stairs in Air Force Two and walk back out of the stairs in Air Force Two, both times that she did it in the, on U.S. soil, she did it without a mask. Yet when you see her land in Guatemala, this dumb bitch walks off wearing a mask. Well, of course. Did you hear what she said in Guatemala? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Oh, I'm going to play this, actually. Here we go. This is this is fun. And I want to emphasize that the goal of our work is to help Guatemalans find hope at home. At the same time, I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey. We're in large part the only people who benefit are coyotes. Okay, I believe, I believe, you know what I believe? I believe that my wife got a great rack and a great ass. Well, you're right on the second part. That's what I believe. 
Um, what I know is that's not completely accurate. I mean, you're right on the second part. In comparison with some other women. I'm just saying, I believe that I'm the most hung individual out there, that I've got the biggest dick in the world. Yeah, no. What I know is that I'm still pissing on my balls. Yeah. So let's let's put out there what we believe and what we know real quick there, Kamala, Camel Toe, uh, L Comrade Harris. Um, let's talk about that real quick because I believe I believe that if you try to illegally cross the border from the United States into Mexico, that uh, they have every right up until death to to make you disappear. Um, but yet, if you cross the border from Mexico into America, instead we give you a hotel room, a green card, and some other shit. And uh, wow, you're taken care of. Yeah, don't forget free health care and oh, just as long as education, you, just as and, long as you vote the right way. Yeah, well, you have to vote liberal. I guess they're not living in McAllen, Texas. So yeah, uh, she's like whatever. She's full of shit. Um, it's really funny too because there was another. <laughs> Lady uh, Lisa Hugard, co-director co-director of the American Working Group, Latin American Working Group, another participant in the Harris meeting, said, we hope that the vice president's first, first visit shows that she and the United States are standing with the people and the communities organizing for change and not with a corrupt and abusive government officials. Well, it's really strange because right now we're finding out that her whole cabinet the whole cabinet is corrupt and abusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, her trip to Mexico comes as Mexicans elect a new lower house of Congress, state governors and local lawmakers and race seen as a referendum on president Andres Manuel Lopez Obreras efforts to shake up the country's institutions. The Mexicans government officials said that the timing of Harris's visit, the timing of, of course, Harris's visit is not ideal. Go figure. Um, it's just really ugly, and uh, I'm sure she's going to look like a fucking fool to the rest of the world for us. I appreciate that there, Vice President Harris, for making us look like a bunch of idiots. I mean, she doesn't have to do much for that. The fact that she is vice president and that Biden is supposedly president makes us all look like a bunch of idiots. It screams a mouthful if not earfuls of everything. Yeah. So uh, moving right along, jumping into our next topic, uh, old uh, Manchin. He's back in the news, of course. Old Joe Manchin. Uh, he's voting against Senate Bill 1. HR 1, yep. Which is uh, awesome. Keep it up, Joe. I love to see you when you become a fucking Republican. He's also uh, voting against the vote to, or he won't, he will not vote to weaken or eliminate the filibuster. Um, and he's actually criticized Democrats and Republicans for politicizing the election reform and the partisan advantage to both sides while working together uh, for the John Lewis voting rights act, which is not a place to start anywhere. Um, He's gone as far as to call people stupid that are saying that he's an idiot, but he's not an idiot. I agree with him. Uh, thank God for him. Thank God for Joe Manchin. And I hope he continues to beat that one up. Um, Who'd ever thunk that we'd say, thank God for West Virginia. Yeah. 
Actually, I've been to West Virginia. <laughs> I know. It's beautiful. There's a lot of people up there that I There's I some got very a lot cool of, people up there. I know. We have some good friends in West Virginia. You're damn straight they are because you know what? You know what came out of fucking West Virginia? And I'm going to fucking scream this one at the top of my lungs. Goddamn moonshine. Fucking A, I love moonshine. Thank you so much <laughs> for giving me another hobby, hobby you America's moonshiners. America's whiskey. Yeah, I got it. Absolutely. Completely love it. Um, but even uh, Chuck Schumer and his colleagues are coming after mansion. They're trying to downplay him. Folks, listen to me, especially everybody in West Virginia. If you listen to us, please keep mansion in the fucking house or in the Senate, because that man knows what he's doing. He's doing the right fucking thing. He's shooting down a stupid fucking bill. That doesn't make any sense that as he's put it is a waste of taxpayers money and isn't doing anything for the American people, but making shit more divisive in this country when it doesn't need to be more divisive. So God bless Joe Manchin. And uh, I think we should start calling him Stonewall Manchin. That might be racist. Why? Because Stonewall Jackson fought for the Confederacy and that's what people are going to fucking say. And they're going to call you a racist and we're going to get canceled for it. And cancel culture will come after us next. Not that I give a fuck. I mean, it Bring it, bitches. the first time. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't think we get away with that one. Oh, that's too bad. Cause that's a pretty good name for him. It's not bad. I mean, I'll give you that one. I mean, cause he's really stonewalling the shit out of him. But, he really is. He's uh, like, fuck you. Hold my beer. Yep. He ain't moving. I don't know, but we've had some movement here though, down here in Georgia. Thank the fucking Lord. The GOP in Georgia has come out and said, Oh, Brad Raffensperger, you fucking moron. If you open your mouth again, you're going to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they straight up censured him. June 5th, he is done. He is not allowed to speak. He is not allowed to talk anymore. He is not allowed to have a conversation, not in front of a camera, not in front of a fucking microphone, because that retard um, is now, because now, and even, what's his name came out and said it too, uh, our fucking governor Kemp Kemp came out and said that he is undermining the security of our elections. Uh, and by allowing mass mailings of absentee applications to his office and third parties, and he's created opportunities for fraud and overwhelmed election offices, rendering accurate or inaccurate signature matching nearly impossible, allowing for ballot drop boxes without proper chain of custody and ignoring sworn affidavits and disregarding evidence of voter fraud. So Rathisberger is Kemp's fall guy. Well, if he is, God bless Kemp because then Kemp better back everything he just said. Yeah, that's he all better. I can say. Kemp better come out right now and fucking stand on top of his fucking. I don't know. You think Kent or Kemp will stand up to China? Because if you remember, his daughter's boyfriend got blown up in Pooler, not very far from us. Well, I, I I can only hope. We'll see. I can only hope. Like again, this is going to be another one of those tactical patience things. Okay, let let me just. Let, let me make an analogy real quick. You know how, say you have a a sort of fr- a pseudo friend, right? And they do something really shitty to you, and you call them out on it, and then they get mad at you and decide that you are their worst enemy ever, and they go to war with you because you called them out on the shit that they did wrong, even though you're in the right. Now you're enemies, right? That is the relationship between us and China right now. We're calling China out on their bullshit with COVID, with the coronavirus. And now they're turning around and we are their worst enemy because we're calling them out on their bullshit. Well, 
But this one person on Twitter, this is, hold hold on, on, hold on, hold on, this is some funny shit though. Let me answer this. Let me answer this, please. Because you you brought up a good point. And this is what I have to say about that. Because I, how does that, my question about what you just said is, how does that apply to Kemp and Rathlinsberger? Because Kemp has direct ties to China. He doesn't anymore though, because now his son-in-law is dead. Uh, he still goes. He still has commercials on freaking Chinese state-run media, in Chinese, in Mandarin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bring well, your bring your business to Georgia. You're gonna need to go find those for me, and you need to pull up some facts because that doesn't fly without fact. Oh, Again, I, there has to be I've fact. Showed there. them to you. No, before. you have not. Yes, I you have. You have never showed me. You those. just don't remember. Yeah, you like to play that one all the time. Okay, but hold on. So this is this no, is, no, 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 no. Because we're still on this topic. I yeah, want to stay on this topic. I know we're, no, we're on this no, topic. No, this no, is no, part no, of this no, topic. No, it's okay, not. no, it's not. Because you still haven't let me reply. So El Numero Uno. That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is, is um, honestly, I think Rafflinsberger has got more connections to China than Kemp does. I don't think it's Kemp at all. I think Kemp is trying to. Oust Rathensberger, but Rathensberger again, much like Kemp, is a voted on position within the state of Georgia. So therefore, he can't get rid of him. It's got to be something voted on. Okay, you're turning something around, but I don't know what the fuck you're turning around. So here we go. Governor Brian Kemp on video in front of Chinese communist flag begging for Chinese companies to invest in Georgia. When was that? December 2020. Okay. What else? It's literally a commercial. Okay. Um, I mean, you asked me for it, and and here it is, right here. Exactly what I said. There you go. Kemp, in Chinese, standing in front of a Chinese communist flag. Okay, but does it say anything as to what it's about, what he's talking about, why he's doing it? Yeah, he's asking for the... um, Chinese to invest their money in Georgia. Okay. We so, have we have the the second biggest port on the East Coast right correct. here where we live. And those Chinese ships come in all the time. Correct. We get a lot of China yep. money here in Savannah. Yep. Kemp likes that China money. Well, you can't really you, you mean to tell me there's no so tell me, is there a governor from Los Angeles, a governor or the governor of California, the governor of New York, are they also doing the same thing? I mean, just look it up. I'm just asking to see for shits and giggles. Cuomo, because Cuomo would be the next largest port on the eastern seaboard. The largest port on the western seaboard is, of course, Los Angeles. So that means Newsom's probably got a commercial over there, too. And I'm just willing to bet that we have commercials all the way around from everybody who's got a major seaport on either side of this country asking for ships and shit to come there. Uh, I don't see anything for Cuomo. I'm just saying there's gotta be, I I'm sure that Newsom and Cuomo somehow, somehow, some way, somebody from the New York state legislature did the same thing. Might not have been Cuomo, might not have been a, might not have been Gavin Newsom, but somebody from those state legislatures, I guarantee did something. Perhaps. And I'm sure DeSantis did something like that as well because Miami's got a huge port as well. 
It's not as big as Savannah's, but they've got a huge port as if well. If DeSantis had done a commercial like that, I'd have seen it all over the news. Probably. Right? Yeah, probably. So, okay. But what I was getting at, this is funny as shit. Um, I'm not sure who this person is because it looks like a girl, but she's got a guy's voice, right? See, hot blonde chick. Okay. Here, here's what she says. This is, if we were to go to war right in 2021. We can all agree that America has got the best military on planet Earth. Imagine if we had to have a draft with this group of 18 to 25 year olds we got running around this country. It's a bunch of life coaches and bloggers. We'll help. <laughs> I don't want to get my shoes dirty. You ever been shot? No, I've been triggered. Okay. If the Civil War happened today. Oh, win the battle. We wouldn't even make it to the field. All right, men, tomorrow we march. What is that, ragweed out there? Oh, there looks like a lot of pollen out on that field. I did not bring my inhaler. Can you text the general, ask if we can delay till April? This is not the right season for me. I haven't seen the other soldiers, but they've tweeted me some very hurtful things. Just in the bunker taking selfies. Hashtag Confederate life. They'll be like, all right, men, tomorrow we march. You need a shield? No, I'll just use essential oils. <laughs> that's, that's, that's some funny shit. It's pretty accurate, and actually. Highly accurate. That's pretty much right on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that proves our point that if uh, if we have a civil war, the left is fucked. If we have a war with China, we're all kind of fucked. <laughs> I'm about to say because there's not going to be much standing between us and the Chinese. Yeah. So anyway, uh, moving right along, uh, going on with the more psycho parts of our reality that we exist in, again, why we have robots, I swear to God. Um, We move into the newest part, which came just this past weekend. Um, The psychiatrist lecturing at Yale's Child Study Center spoke about the unloading revolver into the head of any white person that got in her way. And I'm going to play this. Y'all just uh, go ahead and... uh, just hear this because this woman is a fucking psycho. Her 
won't be charged with tax money for years. And then he just has a quote, teach me. He was so concerned about my anger. I don't get it, shut the up. This is the cost of talking to white people at all. The cost of your own life is they suck you dry. There are no examples of it. White people make my blood boil. Around five years ago, I took some action. I systemically, systematically, nothing to do. White girls did, most of my white friends. And I got rid of the couple white guy hostages, nothing I grew to. I stopped watching the news. Once I started, I couldn't stop. I left and wondered no less. It was also public service. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, carrying their body, and waving my bloody hands as I walked away relatively ridiculous. It was not like that. So, folks, first part about this you have to understand is I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's like 44 minutes long. But this crazy bitch, this was during a speech or she was giving a lecture at Yale at Yale to a bunch of psychiatrists or aspiring psychiatrists, I should say. And this was Tate, mind you. And Yale has not released that audio that came from Barry Weiss. This, yeah, this came from another person who recorded it while she was talking. This is her fucking speech that she gave to a whole bunch of students and how she hates white people. And if you want to know what this is, uh, they called it lone, uh, the lone gunman theory. This is lone gunman theory right here. I stopped watching the news. I stopped listening to other theories. I stopped listening to other people. I just started listening to what I said myself. And that is exactly what she's talking about right there. How she uh, identified and essentially became her own fucking advocate for her own mental instability. And it is quite obvious that this woman suffers from a vast majority of mental instabilities. So if her speech inspires someone to go out and start shooting white people? Is she held criminally liable? No, of course not. Rules for thee and not for me. Yeah. And and this is the greatest part, right? The thing for her thing, right? The, the, the flyer that was going around campus, right? Um, Cause according to this, she's a forensic psychiatrist and psychoanalyst. She's a psycho. All right. Yeah. Um, Yale school of medicine department, child study center. She's a child. Forensic psychologist, child. That's scary. That is that not fucking like absolutely fearful. That is really scary. Uh, this is the sum of all fears. This is what. So when you send your kids off to college, if you are not prepping your kids as conservatives, as good conservatives, if your kids are not prepared when they go to college, this is what they get indoctrinated to. This is what people tell them that oh well, your whiteness is your problem. Your whiteness is what makes me so angry. The fact that you're white makes me angry. And they call us racist. This is racism right here. This is 100% racism right here. And this little thing that talks about the accreditation and how the target audience, the learning objectives, the needs and assessment, the designation statement, and the faculty disclosures. And she went off on this rant. And now Yale is saying, well, uh, we don't have the audio, so we can't hear what she said. And then the second that they said that, this guy, Barry Weiss, dropped all of this like a fucking ton of bricks. It's actually a girl. Or whatever. Dropped all this shit like a ton of bricks 
right on the fucking media outlet and boom, it's out there. Now everybody's hearing this shit and everybody's sitting there saying, well, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And she's coming out against Yale saying that they're censoring her because yep. they won't let her words be heard. Yep. Oh no. Well, they said that now they're, now she's saying that it was taken out of context. I'm sorry. I listened to the whole speech, all 54 minutes of it. There there's what other context is there? Exactly. There is none. The way she talks, she's trying to say that fucking she wants to bash. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. It's, it's just like sort of not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. Psycho. So uh, blame an entire people for the color of their skin. Pretty much. It's, it's your, it is your, and she actually refers to, uh, uh, the guy who wrote the, uh, fucking, uh, critical race theory. Um, she actually refers to, uh, him in here by name, uh, where she talks about how she read, uh, his, his piece on critical race theory and how she feels that, oh, well, you know, you're absolutely right. Black people need, or white people need to apologize to every black person they see because they're indicative of racism in this country. Okay. Well, here's my apology. Fuck. And you. No, my apology is that I am sorry you're so hung up on the color of people's skin that you can't see beneath it to the content of their character. Martin Luther King would be ashamed. He's rolling over in his grave right now. Yep. Because this lady, she doesn't, and her name is Aruna Kalani. Uh, and Aruna. I the, I think she's Indian. She doesn't even sound black. No, she's, well, she's in, she's, uh, she's black, like camel toes black. I mean, she's I, Indian. And I'm trying not to judge her based on her fucking Color, name. Her but, race. Uh, when no, you, we can judge her based on her words. When, when, when you just said what you just said, that makes you sound more, uh, even more dumb than most. I, I I don't know how else to say it. I mean, that's just racism. What you said was racist. Yeah. Period. There's no other. There's no other way to look at that. I don't care who you are, but there's just no other way to look at that. And uh, she's racist, a fucking inciting violence. Crazy racist that just is fucking just disgusting. I mean, you can even say she's calling for genocide. In a way, yeah, because she, she wants to kill every white person she sees. Yep. Yep, she wants to bang their heads off the wall because, you know, sounds like a good idea. I don't know. I sounds uh, like she should be sitting in a cell next to um, Fauci and Peter Daszak. Actually, I think she just needs to go ahead and get the vaccine and the booster so we can just see where that one leads. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. I'm sure she'll be lining up for that third shot. So what do you got over there? I know you got something you've been dying to talk about. I do. I do. And this is an interesting one. So... Um, not that we give a shit about the Royals, except cause we don't, except for, we stopped giving a shit in 1776, except for the fact that, um, you know, they're I'm, funny to laugh at. I'm kind of related to them, but well, uh, you're the devil. Down so the we bastard line. <laughs> and, and we do like to, you know, call the queen out for, you know, being the most hypocritical bitch that she can be. Destroying the planet and drinking kids' blood and you know, shit like that. You know, good, good, stuff. good stuff. So, uh, it's the reason she's still alive. She's a, what, a hundred? Something like that. So, uh, 
Prince Harry and Meghan Markle welcomed a new addition into the royal family, a little girl. Uh, I believe yesterday she was seven pounds and something. Um, they named her Lizbeth Diana because apparently Lizbeth is the pet name for the queen. Who knew? But everybody called the queen Lizbeth. So Lizbeth Diana. Um, but that's not the interesting thing because I, I really don't care how dark the baby is. Again, we don't care about the color of your skin. I feel sorry that this child is going to grow up in the environment it's going to grow up in, but I don't care about the color of its skin. What I did find interesting though, was this, this funny little piece. And I hadn't heard this before, but in Dublin, Ireland, and this was in uh, the end of March, beginning of April, a British man who claimed to be the real Prince Harry and to have been forcibly replaced as a child by an imposter was found dead in his hotel room. So James Francis Alexander, the son of a British Lord from Lincolnshire, which is like as far away from London as you can freaking get claimed. He was in fact, Prince Harry and had been exchanged when he was eight years old for threatening to reveal that he was not the son of Prince Charles. You, you do realize that doesn't even make sense because if he was the Lord, if he just hear me out for just one second. Okay. If he was a Lord or the son of a Lord from Lincolnshire, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. He would not be the Prince of Wyndham, which is what Harry is. Okay. No, he would be the Prince of, here's the thing. Uh, okay. So the U S government the cannot Scottish have a, a, a large, Conspiracy because they can't keep their fucking mouths shut, right? Yeah, same as same no, as no. The English. But the royals can't. Well, the royals can't. The royals have been doing this is... shit for years, and they have they have perfected the art of this. So, according to his story, and he put out a book in 2014 called "The Real Prince Harry: The Truth Behind the Royal Lives," uh, and he claimed to be the real son of Princess Diana, saying that he was replaced by a lookalike at Queen Elizabeth's demand when he was eight years old because he threatened to reveal that Prince Charles was not his biological father. Well, my question is, why didn't, why didn't, just hear me out, why didn't the queen just eat him? Because then, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? No, I, mean, I gotcha. Why I didn't gotcha. the queen just eat him and just replace him then? Okay, so anyway. Instead um, of letting him live, why so not just he eat says, him? He says that he was awoken up at night by his father's butler and driven to Lincolnshire, where he was exchanged with the son of Lord Edward James Alexander, who had his age and also particularly the look of him. They looked a lot alike. They're both gingers, both the same size, etc. He claims he had received some intense coverage for a while from the British tabloids, but then had suddenly disappeared from the media after a few days, generating rumors of cover-up amongst conspiracy theorists. And in fact, when his book first came out, the first 50,000 copies of his book sold in less than a week. And then his publisher decided not to have any more copies printed and it disappeared from bookstores. Um, so then he accused the Royal family of pressuring his publisher and his editor. And he confronted Prince Charles in 2014 at the London book fair, um, who called him a little bastard and told him to leave his family alone. Uh, he fled England in January of 2015 and sought asylum in Ireland, saying he was being followed and harassed by the MI5 and that he had received multiple death threats by extremist supporters of the British monarchy. Well, I don't really know why he went to 
Ireland. Because MI5 would be able to run him down there too. Well, some sources close to the young man told the Daily Beast that he uh, had recently had contacts with the British embassy concerning an eventual return to England. And he had dinner with an attache of the embassy at the end of the month of March. That happened probably less than 24 hours before he was killed. So the Garda, which is the Irish police, uh, was called to the site early in the morning after some neighbors complained about the smell emanating from his room. They found his body and uh, the Irish police, Lieutenant Seamus O'Connor, said the young man had multiple bullet wounds. The police found some signs of struggle in his room. He clearly didn't commit suicide. Lieutenant O'Connor told reporters he was attacked by more than one assailant, probably two or three individuals carrying pistols. The poor man didn't stand a chance. He was hit by more than 20 bullets, probably fired by silenced weapons since none of his neighbors heard anything. So what it's do you early to what do you want to bet? But this is probably the work of professionals. What do you want to bet? The queen contacted Killary, asked Killary <laughs> for some advice on how to make a bastard son disappear. No, then he would have been hung from a doorknob with a red scarf. Oh, that's a good point. So no, no, no. He would have been shot twice in the back of the head with a suicide letter. That Stop. I mean, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. That's what would have happened. Okay. And you know what? The liberal media would have just blessed off on it and said, yep, it was suicide. But Even though he shot in the back of the head and it's impossible to shoot yourself back of the head twice. Actually, I, I think that, um, I think the other Prince Harry might've done it. You know why? He just came into a very large inheritance. Hmm. 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 I wonder if that's the legal standing for the inheritance now that the other one that's because his mom died when his mom died, you know, Princess Diana died in the car wreck. And I wonder if they were holding up the inheritance because there was a claim that there was another son. No, this is the inheritance from, um, what's his name that from Andrew that just died. His grandfather just died and he got a large chunk of money out of that. Anywho. Yeah. I just found that really interesting. Not that I give a shit about the Royals, but there's always been some. Well, I'm pretty sure they're both robots anyway. I mean, there's always been a shadow around Prince Harry though, right from, you know, when he was conceived because no one really ever thought that Charles was his father. I mean, not when he looks exactly like Diana's riding instructor. And you can give me all the bullshit that they didn't meet until two two years after Harry was born, and I'm calling that bullshit too, because in it's those all put up by the in in those circles, they all grow up together. They all know each other their entire lives. This guy was a, a major and a um, some kind of a minor lord. You know, they all knew each other. There's no way she met this dude and had an admitted affair with him two years after Harry was born and Harry looked just like him. So. Well, I was, I always thought it was odd with Harry anyway, because Harry kind of acted more like I do than anybody else. I mean, he kind of acted like a soldier. He didn't act like a prince. He didn't act like, Oh, well, you know, my money's better than yours. He always acted like, you know, a regular blue collar guy. He didn't really act the way that I thought a Royal should act. I always thought that was a little odd. So maybe he was really the son of some minor lord instead of the son of. Uh... Because, you know, when you talk about now that you bring all that up and I'm, I'm thinking about it, think about it. If you really, really think about like Harry, Harry fought his mother or not his mother, but his uh, father and his grandmother, the queen, and said, no, I'm going to go to Afghanistan. And they were like, if you remember, they were like, no, you're not. 
And he was like, no, I am. And they were going to, Af- he was like, no, I'm going to Afghanistan. And he was like, I'm going to Afghanistan. And he went with that British. And he won. And it's, yeah. it's not, not the only way you can win a battle against the Royals. Is unless if you, you got, are, you got, got deeper your, dirt than they are holding something over their yep. heads. You, you've got the, you've got the Trump spade. You're about to Trump everything they've got. Like, yep. Look, I'll let this shit fly unless you let me go. Could also be the reason why they got booted out. Could also be the reason why him and his brother are on the outs. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of answers there for something that could be just nothing. And it's probably like what page nine, 10 news, whatever. Uh, it was in the, the world news daily report. So, and again, this is from, I mean, it was just a small piece and it was from back in, I mean, this was in April, but they found his body in at the end of March. Apparently it had been there for a hot minute cause it stunk. And the weather in Ireland in March, it isn't takes, exactly warm. It takes yeah. a while unless, for a body to really unless start somebody stinking. turned the heat up. Yeah, I mean, which I suppose is possible in March in Ireland as well. Yeah. But you know, they, uh, but that, they tend to go more towards like natural heating more than electric heating. And once that fire dies down, I don't know. It is interesting. Just saying, throwing it out there. So it is interesting. Either way. Um, yeah, that's about it for tonight. I think we got everything. We covered everything we wanted to cover, unless you got something else that I'm not aware of. No. Nope. I think that was everything. I think we hit everything. Um, well, actually, I do have one more thing, and it goes back to what you said before. Um, and back to the housekeeping, because we're going to try and be better about calling out comments. Oh, yeah. We've had a couple. Okay. I so, forgot about that. Um, Leanne on Podbean said, you have no idea how happy I was that you did a podcast after everything with Fauci. Thank you. And I love your podcast. It's my go-to keep up the good work guys. I surely appreciate you. So I guess someone does come to us for the news. So that's kind of cool. Well, we're, we're giving you some more tonight because uh, that's a lot of shit that a lot of people aren't reporting. And I haven't heard a whole lot of it on either Republican, uh, you name it, any of the websites. I've heard very little of any of the shit we just talked about tonight. Because they're trying to cover it up. And this is a like massive. Try and cover everything. Up. This is a massive cover up. This is huge. Uh, if you cannot see that by now, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to help you see it. So I'm not sure what else I can tell you. This is a gigantic cover up, though. And we did also have a comment on um, Apple, which. I know we said we don't read the Apple comments a lot, but this this was a good one. Apple comments are actually really hard to find. So, um, but anyway, it said, uh, and this is from May 12th. So this is a while back, but data focused. It's nice to get details and data when we can't get it from the news. Thank you for your hard work. Appreciate your detailed research. Opinions are nice, but I take it with a grain of salt. Data and facts are my focus. Good to get reality versus fake reality circle back media. Thank you. Because so I know you, I know you're referring to me, <laughs> madam, and I appreciate your comment and uh, thank you very much. So, um, and nobody patria, <laughs> Espíritu Santo, you've been blessed. It's all good. Um, also, we uh, over the weekend, over the weekend, we went on the Joint Authority uh, for Conspiracy, the Jackasses co- spot podcast. So that dropped on uh, down the rabbit hole with with Mitch. So yep. Um, not as many people as yeah. Before. There's like four or five of us. It was fun though. It was but it more, was a fun. It was a it was a good. Episode. It was it was some um, interesting history and like way way back history. So um, again, not the you know when we do those, that's more fun conspiracy theory 
history, whatever, not so much politics that we get into. So if you want a little break from, you know, the crazy shit that's going on in the world, go check that one out. It's fun. We're also going to be going to the Reopen America conference um, here in Tampa June 16th, and that will be live streamed on brighteon.com for the entirety of the conference. So check that out as well. That should be a lot of fun. We're very excited to go. We're and actually, be- I've heard that there's a couple other podcasters that are going to be down there with us. So uh, we'll definitely be checking them out as meeting up with them, hopefully for the first time. Yeah. We've done a lot of stuff via just talking over Skype and whatnot and um, whatever. Because it is, the, our community is a kind of a, a fun, we're getting to be more of a close-knit community. And and uh, actually our friend Conspiracy Kyle hit the big leagues. He, he was on a tinfoil hat. Really? The other day. Yeah. All right. He's an episode on tinfoil hat. And I hear the occult rejects are going on tinfoil hat soon too. So, so before you know it, sweet. you might hear the Patriot Party podcast with tinfoil hat. <laughs> I don't know if Sam could handle us to be quite honest. I, I don't think so either. I think Sam would have to bring in his uh, co-host there and have to <sighs> tone us both down. But uh, Maybe. It, we're all going to be part of the same. Uh, we are. We have submitted our application for Alt Nation. So we will too will be on Alt Media Alt United. Or Alt Media United. Yep. So we too will be on there shortly, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, which would be outstanding um, because that will give us a lot more reach and a lot more people to talk to and uh, hopefully open some new doors for us and uh, help make this a better production. Uh, we'll might learn some new things and probably take from that and go make, make some good things I mean, happen. we learn new things all the time. Honestly, we started this flying by the seat of our pants and we, we literally we- started with a microphone on the computer <laughs> and we now have almost a studio uh, if you can consider it a small little friggin' table, a studio. Um, <laughs> but now we have a table at least with real microphones and a real soundboard and uh, other things. But we're trying to, we're working on it. And a real dog whining on the floor after she tried to rip Mick's arm off earlier today. Yeah, so. and she's <laughs> going to die probably either way. Either way. Okay, um, that's it for me. I think that's it. And uh, have a good night, folks. Uh, again, like, subscribe, share. Uh, let your friends know about it. Uh, but for the most part, I, I'm just not going to take it. No, nope, not going to take it. So good night, folks. Enjoy. Good night.